Welcome to the 201st episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Wow. Still here. New era. I guess we decided to come back, all of us. I guess. For now. Wait, hang on. Aww, I don't wait, like this. What? what? Who? Hmm? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Okay, that's fair. Samesies. So <laughs> last time, oh, I guess I should do like an opening topic, huh? Normally we do that. Well, you don't have to. Up to you, ma'am. Okay. Last time we were here. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's the new year. I don't know. I'm still drunk. Today is Tina Turner's birthday (laughs) when we're recording this. If you can figure out what date that is, you'll know. Good for you. Yeah, so last time we were here, you guys played some different people. I use the word people loosely because they were goblins. Wow, racist. You saying goblins aren't people? No, they're goblins. Yeah, that means goblins aren't humans, but... So that, I guess this is my topic of discussion. (laughs) In a fantasy world, does the word people refer to just humans? Or does that refer to any sentient being? Humanity, mankind is usually human, unless you're like in one of those settings where like, like this, the suffix man indicates largely like tall bipedal loosely in the same arrangement with some details like ears and whatnot. But people generally mean something with a personality, like something sentient. (laughs) Okay, I learned something new today. And the more you know, insert the little star gif right here in your brain. Today we learned Sean has been incredibly fantasy racist on accident for a long time. Accident, she says. <laughs> okay, that brings up another question. Is that the more you know thing, is that just a US-based thing, like growing up in the 80s? Yes. As the only person here who has grown up not in the US, <laughs> yes. Yes, I trust Haya's. <laughs> okay, I, I trust your, I, that's that's kind of why I was asking, was like, is that just a very like, hey, everyone knows this because it's America type thing that I was just saying. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> also probably an aggressively American thing. Oh yeah. Yes, I mean, I feel like we did have the action figures growing up. Again, I'm only speaking of a small, corner of the globe in, in the Swana region. So um, take it with a grain of salt, listeners, right in if either of these references in your countries made the cut. What about Transformers? Transformers had to be pretty international. Yes. Yay. Yes. Transformers, yes. So what I would guess, again, being a a solely U.S.-based person, is that G.I. Joe would be much more likely to permeate other countries than the more you know. So I feel like the more you know was like little PSAs that came on for like the networks or whatever, maybe. I don't know. But G.I. Joe is toys. And if you don't think Mattel is going to sell G.I. Joe's to literally anyone who will buy them, you are insane. It's Mattel, right? Mattel. And then I think Hasbro bought Mattel, didn't they? Did they? So let's stay tuned for our deep dive into the toys that made us. <laughs> <laughs> Good show. Hasbro definitely owns G.I. Joe because they just released a card game based off of that that can combine into the Transformers card game and the Power Rangers card game. That means they own Barbie as well. Oh my god. Hasbro owns all children's childhoods. Yes. Yep. And this is why we play a strictly non-Hasbro RPG. <laughs> take that, wizards. <laughs> so apparently Hasbro tried to take over Mattel and they did not. Oh, okay. okay. Hasbro worth about $11 billion at the time and Mattel worth about $5 billion. Mattel rejected the offer less than a week later, according to Reuters. That was in 2017. So it's possible this happened since then. But the latest news, according to the Google search I just did and no other research whatsoever, is that Mattel 
and Hasbro have entered into a licensing agreement to launch Monopoly Barbie Edition, Transformers Hot Wheels, and Transformers Uno. Interesting. I feel like Transformers Hot Wheels is just like taking the fun out of Transformers. <laughs> it's just the car version? Is that what it is? Yeah. I guess if you have an Optimus Prime. There was a Transformers that didn't transform. They were just the robot version. So I guess, Truck. you know. It's the other half of the coin. I guess. But let's talk about GoBots anyway. Oh, I got uh, some GoBots. <laughs> Bionicle. <laughs> I don't have any of those. So last time you were playing your actual characters, not your goblinoid characters. Save for Rob, who always plays a goblinoid character. Except for Rob, yes. You had made it to the entranceway of the Temple of All Gods. As you were trying to get into the temple, this weird three-headed centipede-like creature attacked and you all managed to dispatch it. But in that process, Knife Sword, Brianna, and Soraya took massive amounts of damage. Ooh took some damage and Twin Talon took like a scratch. Howie. <laughs> yeah. Soraya just like lying on her side, just like, oh, does it hurt? <laughs> also, let's just see. I have some notes that I need to look over here. Ooh, you don't feel good in general. Hooray. <laughs> some bad post nasal drip going on. Right. Let's see. I have some other notes here. So looking at the battlefield, looks like Brianna has some weird, I don't think she's dead. It's like a green glob condition. Shame. Knife Sword has a green heart condition and Soraya has a red heart condition. So I don't know what any of those are, but that's what's on there. We met a Mokrati, a centipede-like creature. Hooray! That's what I have in my notes. Mokrati that body. <laughs> Soraya, you're really hungry all the time right now. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Ooh who has the post-nasal drip. It's Brianna. Yeah, Brianna has the post-nasal drip going on. Cool. She's definitely feeling great about that as she's, I don't know, part of me wants to make her hypochondriac after the uh, childhood she's experienced, almost dying from the uh, plague Corvosa. And Knife Sword is drained one. That's what that green heart means. How do you get rid of drained again? Sleep, I think. Full night's rest. Same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Knife Sword is also invisible, but that's less of a problem. I think I turned him invisible because I cast Feign Death on him. That's what it was. He was getting beaten up real bad, so. Knife Sword died dramatically in Brianna's <laughs> backpack. <laughs> all right, and we're in combat just finished. What would you all like to do? Christine, we'll start with you. Help. I think I would like to be healed. <laughs> Sorry, I limps back over to the group because she was over by the dead McGrathy. Just like, please, Brianna. Come along. Thank you. I'll heal you, baby, with my magic hands. Uh, I don't feel so good. Give her a shoulder rub. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she leans into ooh. She's like, oh, yes. <laughs> I got a hanky for you, Brianna. Here you go. And I tear off just a little bit of my very skimpy clothing already. <laughs> hand it over. She rips her bodice. <laughs> Just a little bit off off my ass, you know, just just a little bit. Oh, just off the ass specifically. Mm, yes, mm, the sweaty part. <laughs> Thank you. I will treasure this. Oh, you just need to blow your nose. You don't need to treasure it. Mm. It's fine. Oh, blow your nose. <laughs> she will pretend to blow her nose while keeping a, a very uh, wide distance between her face and the <laughs> piece of cloth. Mmm, blow my nose sounds. Yes, indeed. <laughs> blow my nose sounds. <laughs> it has been a hot minute since I played Brianna. I'm trying to find the thing that says how many people I can heal at once. I think it's four at this point. Yes, you can heal four. 
So as you kind of wipe your nose, Brianna, you notice that it's not like mucus. It's kind of like black ichorish. And yeah, it's really gross. It wasn't me. It's not poop. I swear. It doesn't look like poop. Man, sorry. I just realized I had something really pretty powerful as a Paragon Battle Medicine person. If I do a successful battle of medicine, I can also reduce the target's sickened, enfeebled, and clumsy condition by one. Powerful. Anyway, while I'm doing medicine on everybody else, can I, in the next 10 minutes, just kind of do a medicine check to see what exactly this is? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to assume everyone is going to hang around Brianna to get healed. Maybe Twin Talon will walk away and see what's going on. So Twin Talon is actually going to cast Heal Animal on Tesani, And because she has been hurt for zero hit points, he's going to redirect the rest of it to Brianna, who has been badly injured. Oh, no, thank you. And that will heal 87 hit points of damage. Thank you. Does that take care of my black acre condition? Negative, Ghost Rider. And then for the next 10 minutes, Twin Talon will refocus petting Tesani and getting back his focus point. All right. So, Soraya, Brianna heals you for 38 points. I'll probably have to do another round. Just sighs. Just like, oh, I feel so much better already. Thank you. Of course. Uh, let me just do some stabilization and then I'll make sure things are properly closed up. All of it to bleed out and she'll move over and start doing ooh for a 23, which will put us at the expert level. She's going to start doing ooh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Damn, your butt's hanging out. <laughs> That's my first diagnosis. So ooh gets 22 points of healing back. Knife sword 25, which is again expert level. Knife sword gets 17. That's like a quarter of his total hit points, though. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> then da, 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 that was three which means I can go back and do Soraya. It's my last one. There we go. Now we're cooking. And then 33 points of healing back for Soraya. All right. Also, in this meantime, while you're doing all that, your shield is reforging slowly. So it goes from broken to usable. That's awesome. Do we want to use a panacea on Brianna? Do we have one? We have two of them. What does it do again? I forgot. Panacea. This potion appears to shift colors and no two observers describe it in the same way. When consumed, it attempts to counteract all curses and diseases affecting you, as well as the blind and deaf conditions and spells affecting you. Yeah, that sounds great. I want to determine what it is first, but yes, then absolutely. See if, if we could do that. If we don't want to waste another 10 minutes, I've actually got a good amount of reagents left if we want to do elixirs of life. What is that? Um, elixirs of life, they they just do hit point healing. They don't do all of the other stuff, but I have like three levels of them. So one is 7d6 plus 18. One is 5d6 plus 12. I mean, could you use those reagents to do offensive stuff? I still have a good amount because I can, in when I prepare in the morning, I can use like one reagent bunch to make like up to three things. So that helps me save things for later in the day. Okay, I'm just saying like, we don't really, we're not at a time crunch. Okay. Cool. So unless there's some reason that we need to rush, like Brianna's ability to, instead of having to wait an hour to heal us, you can heal us every 10 minutes, which is just constantly, essentially. So yeah, we can keep doing that then. Gather around my pretties. So actually, what I can say is that I'm assuming you're all going to hang out here. Brianna's going to heal you until you're all full. Yeah. All right. Look at this magic hand wave. 
Everyone's healed. Star wipe. Everything's good. Awesome. What color is the star? Fuchsia. Okay. The color that doesn't exist. We don't have time to get into that. You know, Brianna, your nose dribblings are kind of concerning. And again, it's it's not my poop. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I was looking in the group loot bag and I was just thinking, mm, you know, this this is a pretty looking bottle of who who knows what it is. And I, I was thinking maybe you might want to drink this. I'm not really sure it might make you feel better. But here, just close your nose like this. And she takes Brianna's head and tries to shove the panacea down her throat. <laughs> sure, I won't resist. For once. Hooray! <laughs> I think she's just too, like, sick to resist. Like, what? <laughs> this might as well happen. Don't say I never did nothing for you. I love you! <laughs> <laughs> so as you drink or are forced the panacea, it tastes like really citrusy juice. You drink it, and after a minute or two, you kind of, like, cough and some black bile comes out. Ooh, wonderful. But you now feel better, so I can cross off the disease you had. So again, may I roll medicine to figure out what that is? Oh, absolutely. Never mind. It's a fucking one. Oh, no. Take my hero point. No, no, no. Take my hero point. So what's funny is that's still a success. Oh, never mind. Because remember, a natural 20 or a natural one increase or decrease your success level by one. So with your modifier, it is enough to know what this is. You had a critical failure though? Well, so it seems like, so you rolled altogether a 22, which seems like that would have been a critical success. 22 is a critical success, but then the natural one lowers that from a critical success to a regular success. So it's not an automatic crit fail. So I feel like this is a thing that only comes up at like higher levels. Like at lower levels, like this, you don't run into this, but at higher levels, depending on what your mods are. All right, I'll take it. I'm not going to argue. Yeah. So you had ghast fever. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. She was horny for ghasts. What does that do? When I die, I turn into one, I believe. Yes. And as it continues along, or depending on if you continue to fail saves, it can just straight up kill you and turn you into a ghast. Brianna will do the equivalent of Serenray's crossing herself because that feels like one of the worst ways a follower of Serenray could die. Yeah, like that kind of like spin in a circle three times and spit thing. Yeah. <laughs> you got it from, if you remember like the sallow green skin bearded guy when you were fighting the giant Home Depot skeleton and the statues. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he took a chomp out of me. Yeah, he took a chomp out of you and you failed that save initially. So you were at stage one of ghast fever. That's, I'm pretty sure that's why I'm still hungry because big skelly guy hit me with something. Saray's just snacking. <laughs> Do you want the other panacea? Will that fix me? Because I think I can also just rest for a night and that'll go away. I think we figured that out. No, it was you have to have a full meal, like sit down and have a full filling meal before you can heal the last 23 points of damage and clear your fatigued. So effectively taking a rest at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just so everyone remembers what it looks like here, the looming facade of this towering stone cathedral is decorated with carvings that show powerful dwarven heroes in various acts of defeating all manner of strange monsters. Single-handedly building huge stone structures 
and forging powerful weapons. A pair of curving stone stairs rise up to meet the looming iron double door in the middle of the building, and a nest of some sort of crafted rubble and bones lies sprawled between the two stone stairwells. And that was the McCrotty nest where you found it originally. Yes, that is correct. That was the McCrotty nest. I think they've got treasure. McCrotty, yaddy, 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 I bet they got treasure down there. Shall we go check it out? Might as well. Hooray! Puntal's just hanging out at the door at this point. So as Ooh goes and investigates the nest, you see that it is full of rubble and bones. It's mostly looks like digested and what's left of the bones. You know when like an owl eats, you go through owl pellets and you still find the full skeleton things? Yeah. That's kind of what you got right here. Wonderful. And then again, just a housekeeping note. Haya, your shield only has 61 hit points. It stops automatically healing itself once it recovers from the broken condition. So if you wanted to make a crafting check to a repair on it, you can. Also, if you open up your character sheet and you go to the reforging shield, there's a little hammer and it should say attempt to repair item. That's neat. I feel like the reforging shield had a thing where if you try to repair it, it repairs extra or something. Yes. Each time the character repairs the shield, the shield recovers double the number of hit points. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nice. Brianna will attempt to fix the shield with her face, just whacking her face over and over again. Like, I don't get it. Why isn't it working? Because I rolled a natural one. Second one this session. I'm having great success. Would you like to hero point that? Yes, please. Frustration. Come on, bitch. 35. There we go. All right. There we go. So it says you restore 15. So that should be 30. So it's at 91 out of 120 hit points. Not to shabs. No, not at all. All right. And do they find anything in the karate nest? Nope. Just bones. Bones. Yeah. Bones. Rubble. Nothing special. All right. Shall we wrap this party up? Might as well. I suppose we're supposed to go inside. Yes. Onward. Twin Talon will listen at the door. All right. Give, uh, I, I will roll a Perceptione check. Okay. Twin Talon has legendary perception and a non-negative wisdom modifier. <laughs> but Sean is rolling. That was supposed to be secret, but uh, <laughs> you don't hear anything. So Twintown will turn to the rest and will shrug. And I'll be like, I don't hear anything inside. Wait, that's the wrong voice. Hold on a second. Who the fuck are you? I, uh, I don't hear anything inside. Well, might as well keep going. Is it locked? It is locked. No. Then <laughs> uh, Twintown will attempt to pick the lock. That would be a thievery check. Yeah, so I have Thieves Tools. I thought I had like a different version of Thieves Tools that we found one time. You should have Infiltrator's Thieves Tools. Yeah, and they give a bonus, don't they? Plus one, yeah. Uh, Continuing with the great rolls, uh, I got a 29. Three on the die for a 29. It does not open, but you do not break your lockpicks. I will try again. Who gets a little bit closer? (laughs) Right behind him, just peering over his shoulder. Twitan has a negative three to his next roll. I was just waiting for you to be like, and then she gently cups his booty. <laughs> 45 that time. It's because I was watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he's terrified. <laughs> that is a critical success. The door unlocks. Nice. All right. Looks like it's time to go in. <laughs> he like sprints in. Yeah. <laughs> the stone floor of this otherwise bare hallway is polished to a reflective sheen. Stone doors open in the north, west, and east walls, 
while iron doors stand to the south, which is where you're coming in from. Okay, well, the game is paused. I know, I did that so no one could run in. (laughs) Don't judge me. Look, we're trying to run in, Sean. Unpause the game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, I can see three sets of doors from where I am, but I'm like in the corner. I'm pretty sure Swintel and Brianna can see better. Shall we go listen at all of these? Yeah. All right. So Swintalan will move forward to the doors on the right. So when you walk in, there's doors that are right opposite each other. So Swintalan will arbitrarily go to the ones on the right and uh, listen at that door. Well, hang on. Hang on. Okay. As you look down the hallway, you notice that there are two pale-skinned, dwarven-looking people. And they look at each other and say, Hey, who let you in here? Uh, the, the, tall... Your mom! Oh, I was going to say the tall skeleton Home Depot man. He says it's okay for us to be here. We're the new guys. Just kidding. Brianna would not say any of that because she can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, the tall Home Depot skeleton let us in here by, like, dying and we passed by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do notice that they have the symbol of the Scarlet Triad on their pauldrons. Oh, no. Who let us in here? We're free. We do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I did with my lockpicks. That is true. Anyway, I feel like initiative's happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's roll for initiative. <laughs> All right, what did everyone roll? Oh, wait, uh, one second. Can I roll deception? Uh, why? Why? <laughs> I'm pretending not to be there. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be stealth? That would be stealth, yeah. You're my backpack, aren't you? All right, all right, all right. I'll let you roll stealth. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I assume his stealth is not nearly as good as his deception. Nope. <laughs> I'm guessing the only reason or the only way that would work is if you were pretending to be my backpack. <laughs> Stop giving him ideas. Curled up, like holding his knees. That would be performance. Oh. No, I'm a backpack. Do they ask me? I'm a backpack. <laughs> he just starts singing the door of the explorer song. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> I'm a mystical enchanted backpack. All right. Christine, what did you roll? I got a 36. All right. Haya? 23. Heidi? 28. Matt? 44. Oh, yeah, I was a hell yeah. And Rob? 26, which, you know, would have been just my bonus if I'd been able to write deception. Jeez. Matt, if you tie with a monster. We go first. You go first, right? Okay. Yeah, all of us. All of us go before it. (laughs) This is true. I made you a 44.5 because you do beat the monster. But one of my creatures goes first. Oh, I haven't used one of these in a while. So I see Twin Talon. I'm going to mark Twin Talon as a uh, friend. I'm going to draw a composite longbow out. That's action one. That's action two. I marked me as a target, like a hunted target. Molly would be proud, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the character's name is Durgar Slave Lord. I'm sorry, the token's name. No, no. That's what his mom called him. Yeah. And a single shot at Twin Talon as you are, you are outside of 30 feet, right? Yes, way outside. He does the acquisition. His brother, Dwergar Slumlord, keeps everybody in housing. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Twin Talon hidden? Oh, you're not hidden. 
I rolled stealth for initiative. That's why I think. Oh, you are hidden then. Also, I believe we all healed, right? So why is Christine barely injured instead of unarmed? I don't think I healed all the way, but I'm at like 150 out of 170. Oh, because of the hunger. The gnawing. Okay. Yes, because of the hunger. She is unable to heal 23 points. Oh, yeah. But thank you for paying attention. I appreciate that. I try. One of us should. I know. (laughs) So the shot goes wide and misses Twin Talon. And it goes so wide because he's also hidden and can't be seen. Where did he go? It embeds itself in Brianna's forehead instead. And she's like, well, yeah, it just flies to the side, missing everyone. Garbage roll. Garbage, garbage roll. All right, next up is, oh, twin talent. (laughs) Someone's going to die. Oh, yeah, probably not. I'm trying to think if I should do the smart thing or not, (laughs) because I could just like run in there and then they go next, which means they get basically like a free round on me. Or I could take a pot shot and then just close the door. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like either they get to us and open the door and that's their turn or, you know, on Soraya's turn and she can open the door and then throw something at them because Soraya doesn't need to get in there. So I think I'm going to do that. Now, one of the things that changed with the shift to 2.2 or whatever we're calling the update to second edition. Enhanced edition? The remaster, yeah. Remaster is that rogues now have proficiency with martial weapons. Oh, love it. Do not like. So the thing that happened is that whereas before he had not great proficiency with Eclipse. I don't remember Eclipse. It's a plus one returning striking cold iron star knife. He now has his full proficiency bonus with it. Yes. Are you just trained or does it upgrade at this level? It should be the same as my everything else. So. Okay, so you should be a master then. Yeah, it should be master proficiency. All right, you're all set then. All right, cool. Thank you. So. He, uh, I should probably target one of them, huh? Makes life easier for everyone, but you know. All right. It's still giving me 26. What is that? Oh, 20. It says 22, but the numbers don't add up to 22. Oh, there's a ranged penalty. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah, just so you know, they are, I guess for the people listening at home, you are roughly 55 feet away from them. Yeah, 55 feet. So does it count as like a dagger with like a range of like 30? Uh, so a star knife has a thrown range of 20 feet. Ah, oh, so you're taking two penalties on that. Correct. Yeah, it's two negative two, essentially. But that's fine. So he'll draw. So one hand he has his sword out, but he'll draw the eclipse from his other hand. He will throw at the Durgar who has yet to go. He'll get a four. <laughs> Man. Yep. I don't like the dice on this. <laughs> this program. They just don't like us most of the time. Can I pretend that I'm the GM? Because I seem to do better on the weeks that I'm the GM. (laughs) Uh, That's fine. You can pretend in your mind. Yeah, I'm just going (laughs) to let it go. It was just kind of a pot shot anyway. It wasn't like anything super good, I don't think. So hang on, hang on. Quinn Talon can talk to animals, has magical hair, and lets it go. Are you just Elsa? I don't have magical hair. We've discussed that he's a Disney princess. Yeah, he doesn't have hair. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Shave my head. Also, yes, I am a Disney princess. Magical tattoos? I do have magical tattoos. <laughs> we have long established this. Uh, you know what? Eclipse has cool abilities. So what I'm going to do is... Hero point. Well... Hero point. <laughs> Hero point. I just realized that Durgar have dark vision. So Eclipse's abilities don't work on them. Oh. So never mind. I'm just gonna let it go. 
Let it go. Let it go. I'm going to catch Eclipse and close the door. It's going to catch Eclipse and close the door. So basically, he <laughs> he pulls out Eclipse. He throws it. It just like ricochets around the room back to his hand. He goes, ha ha, then closes the door. And he looks over and says, we might have a problem. <laughs> you don't say. I uh, think you frightened them at least, maybe. <laughs> All right. It is now the other Dwergar's turn. And they're going to do some fun things. Do we get to know what they are? <laughs> no, the door's closed. Okay. I don't believe I can open the door if Brianna and Tuntalan are both standing right in front of it. I think you're adjacent to it, aren't you? Like you're catacorn. Okay. Like if, if both spaces count as the door, then yes, I think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we do. It is a double door. Yes. It is now Soraya's turn. I will open the door. I cannot see any enemies because of the angle that I'm at. Talking's a free action to so Twintown. As you open the door, we'll go, one of them's invisible. Oh, lovely. Okay. Throw some Adelbrain at it. So, can I occupy the same space as Tisani? Is she small enough for that? <laughs> She's not, but she could maybe not be there. Yeah, on Matt's turn, she could have moved, so. Yeah, she could be next to Twinchallen. All right, well, now at least I can see one of them. And they are... 60 feet. Well, perfect. That's exactly the range of a bomb. Uh, 55 feet. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, okay. Well, my, my range, because I'm a far lobber and I'm an expert bomber, is 60 feet. So, I have opened the door... I have taken a step so I can see, and I'm going to huck a bomb. Uh, let's go with Alchemist Fire. Greater Alchemist Fire is usually a, a good way to go. Are you kidding? Okay, I'm hero pointing that because that is like the party's fourth nat one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. We're getting him out now. We're getting him out now. So when we fight the big boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay, 10 for a 34. 34 will miss. But it still takes splash damage? Yes. Yay! So it takes three splash. Three, what type of alchemist fire? Fire. And what is the range on the splash? The range on the splash, let me see if I have expanded splash or not, because honestly, I forget half of my feats. Splash is usually five feet, um, and I do not believe I have expanded splash, so I think it's just the five and not the ten. Greater field discovery, bomber. Aha! The bombs deal splash damage to every creature within ten feet of the target, or fifteen if you have expanded, so within ten feet. So I don't, but I still get the 10 foot splash. Okay. So if the second person was within 10 feet of the first, they'd get hit even though we wouldn't realize it. Probably. Yes, exactly. Well, that's my three actions. All right. Next is ooh. She slaps her left cheek. She slaps her right cheek. She gets really, really hot. Her face turns sort of red and she charges in there in a rage with a <laughs> double sudden charge. And she jumps just right in running to the back. Hi, ho, silver uh, away. And she goes. Are you raging as you're? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that was a slapping. Gotcha. Was anyone else not thinking it was her face for a minute because we've been talking a lot about who's butt. I was just about to ask the same question. When you say you slap your cheeks, which cheeks are clapping right now? So we're all in agreement. I had no thoughts of her face at all. Uh, yeah, I, I had to say I agree with that. Ah, this is why she wanted breathiness in her butt. <laughs> Easier to read. Yep. It was tactical. Understood. She slaps her left cheeks. She Slaps her right cheek. Soraya reaches in and pinches one of them. Living <laughs> <laughs> our best lives, guys. All right, and I go for that strike with my battle axe. I'm just a bit hurry. Okay, okay. Uh, with my battle axe, eleven on the die for a thirty-eight. That is a hit. Sweet. All right, Demirish. Let's do this. 
34 damage. All right. Yum-yash. It looks like it all goes through. Mm, and I take one more swipe at this. <laughs> nice. 10 on the die for a 37. That is also a hit. Oh, fuck me. No, I I did the wrong thing. Sorry. I'm going to take that back. Walk that back. I, ro- I, I rolled the wrong thing. I'm sorry. What a 32 hit. Which one do you want to count? I did two rolls. The second one. We'll, we'll count the second one. All right. Nat 20. For a 42, baby. I'm good at that. Woo! Yep. Nice. Whoop, whoop. All right. Let's see if I fix the crit hit and miss cards this time. All right. Let's see. This is surprise opening. Crit effect. You gain one action that you can use before the end of your turn to use an attack action against the target. Good. I get an extra turn to hit. So double damage. Yep. Wow, wow. 48 points of damage. Nice. All right, so there's a couple of other things that happen too. So because your weapon is fearsome, when you critically hit, the creature becomes frightened one. Cool. Greater impactful. You may push it 10 feet, but it's already in a corner, so it doesn't matter. Choose one creature adjacent. Okay, and and there is no creature adjacent, so you can't sweep with it. But not bad. Making it scared is always good. Yeah. So question for you all. I gained one action that I can use as an attack action. So like when I strike, do I strike with my, as if it was the first time I was attacking or the second time or the third time? Third time. I don't think it changes the multiple attack penalty. Okay. But you get an extra attack, so. Which is always good news. 13 on the die for a 30? That's a miss. Wah, wah. I had a good run. I feel good. I mean, attack still did double damage, so. Yeah. Rob, it is Knife Sword's turn. It's been five years. <laughs> Do you remember Nam? <laughs> I'm going to pop my head out of the backpack so I can see things. And 30 feet. Nope, not going to work. Okay. Uh, I think they're 55 for me right now. Okay. Magic missile. And we're going to go with a, a three action magic missile. Get him. And it's a level seven magic missile. Oh, wait. I might only really only have one level seven spell left. We'll go with level six magic missile. And we're essentially in the second room of this dungeon. So. <laughs> All right. I'll do level five, three action. So it should be nine dice, right? Correct. There we go. 29 force damage. 29 points of damage. That's wrong. You didn't do enough damage, essentially. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine plus five is 14. So instead of plus seven, it should have been plus 14. So it's another seven damage. So uh, 36. Oh, okay. 36. So flares go off out of the backpack and just go... Across the room, do, 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 do. like one of those, <laughs> like one of those old World War II rocket launchers, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, like in the Mandalorian, when he uses the little, little tiny missiles, just like yeah, Psh! the sparrows or whatever they're called. Whatever yeah, they're... yeah. But it's just it like shoots out like a like a halo off of Brianna's head, you know, like the back. It's like you know, when you see like medieval paintings of like holy people, they have this like light behind them. One hundred percent, yeah, they're halo. All right, I thought Dangerous Sorcery did that for every missile. It's just total for the spell, so that's less crazy. I thought it made every missile 1d4 plus 7. I was like, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. What are you talking about? (laughs) Haya, it is your turn. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, We're not rushing in there. Oh, wait, no. We totally are. Close the door and leave Ooh by herself. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hooray. Just kidding. No. That is... 
two actions to move in, unfortunately, and uh, she'll do one action to swing. Brianna sees that Ooh has moved up and she's like, all right, I'm coming. And she'll kind of like spin her, her scimitar, just get it warmed up, her, her wrist warm up and ready and gets ready to cut down what is happening. Is Knife Sword in the backpack with me or did he jump out as soon as she started moving? No, I'm still in the backpack. He puts goggles on. He's like, charge! <laughs> She's master. I'm blaster. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's see how we do. Come on. Ugh, a three on the die for a 30 total. That is a miss, but not a crit miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave him out of here points. So that's my turn. I moved up. All right. Top of round two. This slave lord is going to see that it's target is too far away and then drop their bow, grab their hatchet, and then they're going to Hunter's Flurry on... You cannot Hunter's Flurry unless it's against your study target. Oh, you're right. I can't. Well, then I'm just going to be a hatchet at uh, Ooh first. Come at me, bro. Action three, she's turned into a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 39 to hit. That'll hit. Clang off my shield. Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? You have liberate or reactive shield where you can snap your shield up and throw it in front. I meant clanging off my shield uh, more thematically because I'm right here. It, I'm doing liberate. Gotcha. Liberate. Gotcha. 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 Okay. She's RPing, Sean. It's what it sounds like when people RP. Dumb question for you. Can I take an attack of opportunity if they drop their weapon? No. Okay, never mind. But what if they draw a weapon? Has a manipulate trait? I believe drawing a weapon would. Manipulate actions trigger reactions. So yes, and drawing a weapon is a manipulate. So yes, you may take an attack of opportunity. Hooray! Let's do it. We both can. We both can, Brianna. Hooray! Let's do it. Let's do it! Let's do it. Let's go! <laughs> and I'm going to give you a hero point, Heidi, for knowing that. I didn't know it. Everyone figured it out for me, but I'll take it. Thank you. No, you remembered it. 17 on the die for a totes of 44. 33 on the die. That is a hit for both of you. Oh, thank God. Yes, 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 yes. Let's damage. So that's a total of 20 damage from Brianna and 35 for Ooh. And then we're going to swing back and do 19 points of damage, but we're using Liberating Step on Ooh. So that's minus 16. So that's three. That's right. Three points of damage. Can't touch the spain. Yes, you may move if you'd like. And I think everyone else is too far away, right? I believe so. I think it's good like 15 feet or something. 15 or 20. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then for their last action, they're going to look at Brianna because they just threw their shield in the way of their attack and swing their hatchet at Brianna. Hello. For a 39. Huh. That hits. You have extra reactions, right? I do. I can snap up my shield, I think. Yes. Which would then make it a miss. Uh, what? No. When you use the reactive shield, it gives you the AC bonus from your shield as a reaction instead. Which makes your AC 41, or 40, sorry. And then I roll a 39, so it clangs off your shield again. And you hear them yell something at you in Warven, which I believe... Knife Sword, you understand, and you hear them say a lot of words I'm not going to say on this podcast, because that's how foul they are. Wow. Potty dwarves. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, Matt, it is your turn. Okay. So Twin Talon is going to touch his left bicep and he's going to whisper, jet black eyes search the ground while invisible ears listen for sound. And you will see like a spectral owl head over his head just for a moment. And he is casting See the Unseen. which is a two action action. It says your gaze pierces through illusions and finds invisible creatures and spirits. You can see invisible creatures as though they weren't invisible, although their features are blurred, making them concealed and difficult to identify. Yeah, so they get the concealed condition, but. So we get like put on the one ring kind of effects going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't see anything that was hidden. So they're not invisible. I guess they left. Which means they took their turn to open and also close a door. That seems dumb, but whatever. That lasts for 10 minutes. So then for his third action, he's going to move 30 feet in. And that's where he'll end. He's just kind of in the center of the room. And Tesani will follow. All right. I'm going to roll a secret perception check for you, Matt, real quick. Okay. Or not secret. Or I don't know. That doesn't look like it was secret. Oh, well. You hear a muffled yell from your... What is that? Southwest? Southeast. Sorry, sorry. Southeast, yeah. Not like a yell in pain, but more like a... It's, hey, you guys. It's like, oh, all right. I know what's happening. Yeah. All right. Soraya, it is your turn, Christine. I'm going to step a little bit into the room. All right. This person's all the way over here, which means that they're... Oh, I could do the, the cone splash and not hit anybody else. Let's do that with some frost vials. 34 to hit them over there in the back corner. We'll hit. Alrighty. Give me ash. 36 plus 2 plus 3 splash. Oh, this does all of that now. So 16 damage, 3 splash, and a 10 foot speed penalty. All right. So we're going to go damage, layash, and 10 foot speed penalty. All right. And I want to check something. I am like 85% sure Jasper is currently capable of using my quick alchemy actions. Yes, and he is currently in your sleeves. Oh, it doesn't take me an action to bring him out. Oh, shit. Um, well, he can only stay in there for about four hours at a time before it's dangerous for him. He's usually perched on my shoulder because if he can do quick alchemy, I would like to give my last action to him to let him make a... I know I have it here somewhere. Crystal shards. You can do that. Yeah, um, and then since he has two actions, uh, I want him to drop it like here on the ground and make difficult... It basically, it, it makes caltrops right in front of that door if that's where noise is coming from. Cool. All right, so while you're doing that, Heidi, it is Ooh's turn. It is Ooh's turn. Ooh looks scary, and she tries to use her... Marshall Sora? Yes, please. Thank you. Be very intimidating. 18 on the die for a total of 39. That is a hit. Is it for intimidation? It's an intimidation check. Yes, that is that is successful. Successful, but not a critical success? Uh, oh, yeah, I got to look for those. What level are you guys? 14. 14. And what did you roll? 39. 39. That is a success, not a critical success. Quack, quack. Okay. So then we strike and strike and strike again. Here we go. Seven on the die for a 34. That's a hit. Hooray. (laughs) 39 total points of damage. All right. Still standing. All right. Second strike. Ready, steady, go. Nine on the die for a 31. Miss. Quack, quack. I 
strike and I swing out, Louise. Swing a little too wide. Uh, you can't because your Dread Marshal's yell is one action, right? Correct. Now I'm done. Next up is Knife Sword. Yo, I'm going to cast Electric Arc at the bad guy. All right. Let me make a save. That is a 40, which is a critical success, which means I take no damage. Boo. Yeah. Improved evasion is great. Why? Why do I have improved evasion? Because Linda Zayas Palmer gave these NPCs improved evasion. That trigger is dead. Did I just shock a dead body and that's why it didn't work? <laughs> no, no, it has some hit points left. Not many. I feel like I shocked a dead body. You brought it back to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> oh, no. You have one more action, I believe. Oh, okay. I'm confused now. I'm going to pull out my Knife Swords Lothrax Staff of Power. <laughs> All right. Hiya, it is Brianna's turn. Wonderful. Marvelous. She's just going to keep doing what she does best and thwack a bitch. <laughs> okay. That's a way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. How's a 38? Uh, that's a hit. Wonderful. How is 21 points of damage? Would you like to describe how you murder this person? Uh, I mean, it's Brianna and she's uh, she has a scimitar. So I feel like they're engaged in combat. Knifesword has just done some boom booms behind her. She'll spin as the Dwargar is busy looking over her shoulder at her companion. Who am I? Master or Blaster, Rob? I forget. Oh, you're Master. I'm the bl- I'm the one that does all the blasting. That makes sense. So while the Stwergar is uh, busy uh, craning her neck over Brianna's shoulder at, at Blaster, she will take advantage of the fact that her neck is, is slightly elevated to look over her shoulder to slash it. And off her head pops and rolls and roll 1d3, I guess, to determine what direction it rolls in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is the top of round three. It is Twin Talon's turn. But before we go any further, I need a minute to recalibrate these dice to make them roll worse for you guys. So Mm -hmm. I knew it was rigged. Oh, he admits it now, at least. Yeah. 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 So we'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Whatever. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Crack Die podcast. Please visit us at crackdie.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at epidemicsound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoretto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. Our esteemed patrons are Cassandra Connors, D, Jacob Wilhelmi, Doombeard, Finder of Path and Stars, Logan, Mike Minatillo, Anwar Musa, Thomas Beard, Jason Leach, Margaret Torello, Shaka Jamal, Bibbity, Lee Jackson, Chris Simmons, Celine Turcotte, Michael A. Hill, Duke, Kyle Nichols, J. Vance Seven, Sean Moore, Cameron Heenan, 
Corey Fellers, David Montgomery, Gregory Bleichner, and Len Cole. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you.